Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. This is That's the Truth Podcast. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Today's a very, very special episode. I'm very excited of getting into it right away. But before I do, I want to share with you and remind you that our goal is to get one step closer in becoming what God has created us to be one step at a time, simply so we can be effective in every area of our life. We want to be effective in our family. We want to be effective in our jobs. We want to be effective everywhere we go, led by the Spirit of God. And I want to thank you for spending some time with us today. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do so. Uh, if you, uh, I appreciate it if you share, like, subscribe, all of that good things. If it's of any value to you, I appreciate that. And that is what keeps the platform going and growing the community. Um, so today I'm very, very excited of sharing our guest today. Um, normally we do remote conversations and the, in, the entire premise and the entire purpose of having these conversations is simply to inspire us to continue learning and growing and becoming what God has created us to be. And the more that we get to know God, the more we get to know um, our purpose, and then we, the more that we get to know uh, where we're going. Mm-hmm. And today is a very, very special day because we're not remote. We're here in the comfort of my own home. And today we have a very, very special guest um, we had the opportunity of preaching together this past weekend, preached a phenomenal message, phenomenal. It would have even come short for Sunday. Uh, we had the opportunity again to spend some time with him on Tuesday night as well for our midweek. And he's a not only a tremendous preacher, tremendous orator, tremendous communicator, uh, professor of the word, and there's so much that we that we can get into, so much knowledge behind our guest today, and this is no other than Andrew Puentes. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. Thank Let's go. Thank you so much, bro. We're very, very excited to have you, bro. Thank you for accepting Absolutely. the invitation and and being with us here today. Absolutely, man. No, no. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm more than more than privileged. I'm honored to be here with you guys, and not only being here in the podcast, but like I've told you guys multiple times, meeting you guys and being able to connect. Um, I, I am a huge proponent and believer of divine connections. Um, the Lord uh, connects people that come from different backgrounds, different cultures, different upbringings, but uh, that's that 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 same spirit and that same hunger and 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 zeal for the Word of God connects us. So I'm so honored and privileged to being able to meet you guys and to. To have this conversation so thank you so much for your kind words too man you're saying too much no man i'm just here to do the will of god man just trying to stay saved and do the will of god yeah it was it was such um like what you said a divine connection and i truly felt that uh and i think whatever i was feeling saturday night mm. you probably were feeling as well amen absolutely and and somehow like just a spirit's connection and you can't describe that and mm. you just know like man you got to be close to that person yeah and, and that's what I felt. And um, the message that we received Saturday night was tremendous. Praise tremendous. God. And I know that young people were blessed. Amen. Uh, there was transformation Amen. in their lives. And, um, you know, whatever happens from there forward, um, you know, I pray that that seed continues to grow. Amen. Absolutely. Whatever got started. Yeah. So, man, we had um, in, in just such a short time, in sh- such a short time from Saturday through the progression of the weekend, mm-hmm. um, through last night and in, up until now, you have already provided so much value to us. Praise God, bro. The, the, the gentlemen that have been here with us. And by the way, um, a shout out to them for being taking time yeah. out of their schedule yeah, yeah, yeah. for being with us, man. We got Absolutely. you know Aaron uh, helping us produce. We got Jeremy. We got Jaime helping us produce yeah. here as well, um, putting, putting this together. And thank you for them. Um, grateful for their lives as well. But 
the the conversations we've had already yeah. have added so much value to me personally. Yeah. And I know to them, you know, for them to want to be here, uh, to be around you for, for the, awesome, the time that, you, that we have access to you, bro, uh, it's tremendous. And thank you for being gracious with your time. No, and being absolutely. willing to do it. Reciprocal, bro. It's reciprocal. It's been a blessing to my life as well, to be honest. It's not just it's not just me talking, but definitely what the word says, iron sharpens, sharpens iron. Definitely it's been a blessing to me. So awesome. Yeah. yeah so simply, man, I, I want to kind of circle back to some of those conversations. Yeah. And to me, it's a blessing, complete blessing to be able to speak to you like this, um, to kind of dive into the word yeah. um, to the extent that, that with your experience, what God has showed you, what led you, uh, diving into that. We've done that already. So I want to circle back into that. And um, before we do, okay, before we kind of go back and forth with that, um, let's let's kind of go back to your origin, your beginning, you know, ministry, uh, where you come from, yeah. you know, kind of let's start with the basics there and, and go forward. Absolutely. No, yeah. So I was born in the country of Colombia in South America. Uh, by the time that I was born, my parents were already in church, which is an important I guess, point to make because one of the conversations we're having that we kind of, <laughs> we've been talking about so many things, yeah. which has been awesome. And this has mm-hmm. been so organic that we've gone from topic to topic to topic just naturally. One of the things that we couldn't touch was that, that, that question you had yesterday about those that are born in church yeah, and that they don't have the struggles of those that come from the world and how it's there. So for me, like, I don't, I don't know what the world is in that aspect. I was born in a Christian home. That's, that's my testimony. Right. The Lord has kept me from all that. Um, it's something that I am proud of. I don't feel like I, I haven't lived life, you know, in order to be able, it's, it's a very, very big misconception. No, I, I thank God that the Lord has sheltered me and kept me from that. So I was born in a Christian home. Uh, pretty much when I was like five, moved here to the United States. My dad felt a strong bird in a call of God. That's a whole story within itself. But then uh, grew up in church, grew up playing the drums in church. That's pretty much it. Mm. Um, I never was involved in leadership. I was never, you know, uh, the, the kid preacher or anything like that. No, no, no. I was, I mean, I wasn't in the world either, but I was just another person in church playing the drums another musician pastor's kid uh, my dad was starting a ministry in the in the city of manhattan in the state of new york in new york city and um and that was it that was it until i uh, fast forward until i'm 23 after working for multiple different companies and different types of markets i was able to develop the dream that i had of being an architect i started going to school for architecture got a tremendous position at an architecture firm and then 23 years old, I get I get the call of God. Um, and that just evolved into me going to Bible college and um, developing that call from Bible college, graduating, teaching at that Bible college, going and pursuing a master's, um, and now uh, teaching, teaching remotely online, um, being able to go through the doors that God has opened in his mercy. You know, this, this ministry is not my ministry. This right. is the ministry that the Lord allows me to be able to have a part in, to be used in. Um, so I, I've been evangelizing and kind of, when we say evangelizing, we're talking about going to different churches and preaching, not necessarily uh, establishing churches like the Book of Access, but, you know, going to churches and, and, and ministering for now about, oh man, uh, close to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's been, you know, I, I'm still new. I have so much to learn. But, um, but I've been able to experience a couple things here and there. So it's amazing. It's amazing. And so that's where we are today. And that's how, that's yeah, how we met yeah. ministering together uh, this yeah. past weekend. One of the things that, that we kind of touched on on Sunday uh-huh. was, and I'm intrigued by that because I understand the fact that 
when you feel that calling of God on your life, there's always a step of faith. Mm. You don't have to say yes. Yep. You don't have to say yes. Yep. Ain't nobody's bending your arm. Yeah. God is definitely not bending your arm yes. to say, Andrew, you have to do this and you yes. must walk in this call yes. that I have for you. So that is a huge step of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is it that, that gave you the confirmation to walk into that? What, what was the, where did the certainty come from? Kind of go, go through that process a yeah. little bit of what helped you take that step of faith and say, Lord, you know, yeah. send me. Absolutely. I, I love the fact that you started with saying, by saying that it's an option, right? It's, it's not necessarily something that is forced on you. Something that I like to say when I, when I reference the way that God deals with us um, is the fact that he's a gentleman, okay? Mm. The only one that imposes things on you once you open the door or once you are given over to your flesh is, is the enemy. But the Lord, he, he's a gentleman. I mean, even when he talks to the church of Laodicea in the book of Revelation chapter 3, he says, I'm at the door and I knock. Yeah. Whoever opens the door, right? So it's like he's a gentleman. He's waiting for the opportunity. And, and, and you know, I call, it, I call it curiosities in the spirit, curiosities. Uh, look at the story of Moses, okay? Story of Moses, if you notice when he's now with his father-in-law Jethro and he's, he's, he's pastoring um, the flocks, he goes and takes them to this place that was a usual place where pastors would go. If you look at the history of these territories, it was a usual place where these pastors would go and they would take their sheep or their flocks or whatever to feed them. Now, in those heights of those mountains, it was normal for there to be thunderstorms up there. It was normal for there to be bushes that caught on fire. Mm. It wasn't something odd. People think that the burning bush experience that Moses had was an oddity. Oh, wow. No, no, no. It was normal for bushes on top of those mountains to catch on fire. And if you notice the scripture, that's not what caught Moses' attention. What caught Moses' attention was that it was on fire, but it wasn't being consumed. Mm. Difference. Right there, Moses had had an, an option. Either he could have entertained that curiosity or just kept moving forward. Yeah. So I feel like there's curiosities in the spirit that are always happening. God is trying to get our attention to draw us to his plan. But it's not until we answer and take a step of faith into entertaining that curiosity that was that he heard the voice. Hey, why is this, why is this bush not being consumed? He asked himself that question. And when he, when he entertained it, he heard the voice, mm. right? Mm. So I feel like... Uh, uh, Man, there's so many missed opportunities I can say. And now, <laughs> this is opening another kind of, not kind of worms, another, you know, uh, free will and, you know, our predestination and this and that. And I'm not going to get into all that, not the purpose of this conversation. But I do believe that the step of faith that you take is showing God that you are involved. And now you're becoming a co-laborer with him in the plan that he's wanting to fulfill in your life, a co-laborer, right? And for me... You know, uh, like I, I was talking to you guys about it yesterday. My dream was architecture. That's what I chose. That's what Andrew chose. Okay, Andrew was faced with every single decision that every young guy graduating high school is faced with. What am I going to do for the rest of my life? Right. And, you know, we, we are privileged to live in, the, in a great country like the United States where we have so many options. Law, science, biology, my goodness, what a medicine, architecture, design, whatever. And, you know, my, my choosing, what I chose was architecture. But there was a small <laughs> little thing that I overlooked. And it's the fact that before I was formed in the womb of my mom, That's it. the Lord knew me. Mm. The Lord knew who I was. The Lord knew who we were. 
I am convinced that because of the nature of God being a perfect God, being an omniscient God, I believe that we're not co- coincidences. We're no human is a coincidence. No human is a mistake. No, there's a purpose and a plan for each one of us. That's what I believe. Strong, wholeheartedly. Before I knew you, before before I was before I formed the before I formed in the womb, I knew you, right? So uh, uh, for me, taking that step of faith was being able to to get that curiosity, that burning bush experience for me. Okay, I was and I, like I told you guys, I was in architecture. I was, in, and even though I was going to church, and my experience and not happening at youth camp and it happened at convention, it happened at a meeting at work. And the Lord spoke to me. I had that burning bush, and there my decision: either I'm gonna, either I'm gonna say yes or I'm gonna say no. But like we talked about spiritual frustrations, I yeah. knew. Yeah, it's just the knowledge in my spirit. I don't go through this. I, I, there's a quote I like to use. It's a secular quote. Um, Mark Twain has a quote, and he says, "The two greatest days of a human being's life: the first one is when they're born; the second one is when they realize why they were born." Interesting. That day when the Lord spoke to me, I realized why I was born, why I came to this world. And that's a secular quote. Mark Twain is a secular author, American author. So for me, that burning bush experience was a testimony to my spirit, right? The Lord speaks to our spirits. Um, Romans talks about the Hebrews talks about that. So spoke to my spirit in a way that I just knew this is it. And, and, and I told, like I told you guys, I wrestled with this for a year. But that spiritual frustration grew and grew and grew and grew because I knew if I stayed in architecture, I'm going to be miserable. I used to love this. This is what I chose. man. But then I found out what God had chosen for me. Mm. God's dream for my life, what he intended when he was forming me in my mom's womb. Ah, That really got a hold of me. And I received that revelation. You know what? This isn't it. I don't care what you offer me. Nothing compares to the purpose of God in your life. You'll be miserable. You could be a millionaire surrounded by all the money, all the luxuries. You'll be miserable because you'll know you received the revelation. It's too late. It's too late. God Bro, spoke to you. You said something so profound and I, I want to go there with curiosity. Yeah. 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 You can have curiosities in your flesh. Yes. Curiosities have the potential to get you in trouble. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can, you can follow a curiosity and get yourself in a case. Mm-hmm. You can follow some curiosities and it'll pull you away from God. But there is a divine intervention where God comes in and nudges you in such a way that you know that your creator is wanting something, is wanting your attention. Yes. So the point of that is the curiosity at a high level like that, curiosity will always beg a question. Mm, I like that. Yes, sir. Beg a question. What was that question for you? Was that a similar experience for you? Was it more like, and, and when I say by that is for some people, it's like, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. If you got this curiosity, okay, God's calling me. So what am I to do? Yes. But you knew, like you knew, like this is where I'm going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So and that that's a great question because from what I've noticed, and even with other men of God that I've talked to about this, it's uh, faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Evidence of things not seen. Not seen. Faith is hard, man, mm. because as humans, we want to take the safe route. Safe. We want to take exactly. We want to take the route of things seen, mm-hmm. of things that I can palpably touch and right. guarantee. You know, that's what we want as humans. So, faith is hard. Yeah. 
faith takes faith takes uh, takes us to a place where we, we we're, we're stepping into the unknown, trusting, right right the substance and the substance of faith mm-hmm. is the word of God. Right. If you go yeah. to Hebrews, so Hebrews chapter twelve starts explaining, and, and I'm going to get to your question just a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Uh, um, Hebrews starts giving the the the, the list. The, the Hebrews eleven starts giving the list of these. It says by faith Noah built an ark. By faith, so they receive the word. Without the word, without the word, there is no faith. Romans chapter ten verse fourteen. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. You'll never know the the plan of God in your life until He tells you. And now some people try to get into ministry without God telling them nothing. Mm. Now that's just them, mm. you know, and that's yeah. another, t- yeah, yeah, another yeah. topic for another day, <laughs> you know? So, you know, some people are frustrated, not because they're trying to obey God, but because they're trying to make up their own plan within the kingdom of God. That's something else. You know? So, so faith coming by hearing, hearing the word of God. Like, so what I've noticed is God will, God will take you as long as you want to go. Uh, uh, let me explain this. So step by step, he won't give you the whole plan off the gate, right? Mm-hmm. Look how I, Moses again. Look how I talked to Moses. I want to deliver my people. But he didn't tell them, I'm going to do, I'm going to release 10 plagues. Then I'm going to take them to the desert. Then I'm going to open the Red Sea. None of that. He just said, this is what I, this is what I got for you so far. I don't want to overwhelm you, Moses. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful. God is so yeah. beautiful and merciful and kind that he knows that we're frail. He knows our humanity. And he knows that our faith is still being developed. So it's powerful. So according to the level of faith that we're in, he'll give us just enough. Because if he gives us too much, it'll overwhelm us. Oh, can I believe this? I don't know. Well, I'm not the right guy, but you don't know what that I've part. done. You know, that part, I'm yeah, insufficient, yeah. my mistakes. My f- so he'll give you just enough so it could spark that curiosity. That it's enough that you know, but it's not enough that you have to trust. You know, so so for me, it was like God didn't tell me that I was going to preach or teach, much less what I'm doing to never. He just told me, you'll do great things in this world, world of architecture. I was there. But they won't compare to the things that you'll do if you give me your life completely. So in other words, he was telling me, like, you'll do great things here in this world, but they're not, they're not going to be nothing compared to what you'll do if you give me your life completely. Mm-hmm. So did he come to be a pastor? No. Did he come to be an evangelist? No. Did he come to be a prophet? No. He just told me. Give me your life. Just just come. Come to me. Let me show you what I have for you. That's step number one. Learn how to trust me. Before you learn how to trust what I can do through you, trust me. And that's important, Brother Jay, because a lot of people are trying to function in the kingdom with an unknown God. Mm. They say the right words. They have the right methodology. They have the right thing. They got Pentecostal culture down packed, bro. They know yeah. exactly yeah, what yeah, they're yeah, right. Yeah. They got it down, man. Yeah. I'm UPCI, I'm Ipul, I'm whatever. Ain't nothing against organizations, nothing. But it's an unknown God. Yeah. And an unknown God cannot be trusted. So first, the call of God comes and it brings you close, not to what he's capable of doing through you, but it brings you close to him. Yeah. Come know me. Come know who I am and let me show you what I have for you. Let's get intimate. That's what God wanted for me. I got the Holy Ghost when I was eight years old, but that was a level. Okay. I believe salvation is a process. I believe sanctification is a process. And I believe regeneration is a process as well. We can have, we could talk about it biblically and find evidences for that. But as we grow in faith and as we grow in knowledge and as we grow, God gives us more and more and more. That's it. So the first step for me was 
come to me. Just, just give me your life completely. And then after I, it took a year, right? Because my faith wasn't strong enough at that point, you know, to, to take, and because I'll tell you this, a year, two years later, a year and a half later, the Lord tells me, oh, by the way, I called you to preach. Oh, bro. Mm. I, I'll never forget. I got on my knees. And I was like, oh, no, Lord, I don't know how to talk. Oh, no, I'm not a public speaker. I started giving God the list. I started, I started disqualifying myself in the presence of God. You're doing a mistake. This is wrong. And the Lord spoke to me and told me, get over yourself. Jeez. <laughs> get over yourself. Stop being prideful. Yeah. As if like, yeah, as if like God makes mistakes. He, oh, Andrew, you're right. Oh, no, you did that. Oh, no, I forgot you did that. Come on. He's mm. omniscient. He knows everything. That's it. Oh, no, God, I don't know how to talk. So if you would have told me from the time that he spoke to me in New York City, I've called you to preach, I probably would have never left architecture. That part right there. Okay. I'm thinking of that as you're speaking. Mm -hmm. So two things. The level of faith to be able to walk in obedience. Yes. To say yes. And number two, the fact that God didn't show you, and for many of us, doesn't show the entire plan. Mm -hmm. Like you don't see that in the Bible. Mm -hmm. If he shows you, you probably won't go. Yeah. And for many of us, we'll stay stuck in that. Exactly. It's if too he much shows you, yeah. you won't yeah. go. Yeah. You yeah. won't do it. Yeah. But the Lord does the following. What he does is that he will give you a little bit, and then he'll prove himself with that little bit. Mm. So you can trust him more. Then he'll give you something greater, so you can trust him more. And then by the time that you've, by the time he gives you what he gives you, he hits you with a hard one. You'll look back and say, "Well, God, you've done this, 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 this. How, how not to trust you?" Yeah. <laughs> if you say yeah. that we're gonna have revival in this city, we're gonna have revival in this city right. because I've seen what you've done before. So that's that's how I believe, you know. And and I'll tie this with the prophetic, prophesy according to the measure of faith. Faith. That's it. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That some of us go through that that whole Gideon progression. Yes, yes Like, yes. God, if this is really you, show me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was a good answer, but uh, show me one more time. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I just I need one more. <laughs> you know, like, if this is yeah. really you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want, and, and the call of God is going to challenge you, bro. Yeah. I mean, I was in New York City making good money. And I was going to quit my job and go to middle of nowhere, California, where I didn't have a job. Then what? And you yeah. know, it's it's, it's going to challenge you. It's yeah. going to challenge you. Yeah. Get into that a little bit, if you if you to the extent that you're comfortable with. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. You know, we had talked about your experience already working in a job, and then yeah. taking that step into uh, fully obeying and going full time. Yeah. And uh, the progression of that man just that sort of just fascinates me, and you know, we got to hear a little bit of it, but um, you know, for the community. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. So. Um, uh, I started working in different companies when I was younger. So um, I, I worked for a, when the recession happened in 2008, 2007. A lot, of, a lot of economic forums would say that it was it was because of the mortgage banks and because of the mortgage sphere um, people were getting houses with zero zero down payments and it was just a mess what was going on during that time um, president obama had released a couple of different programs for people to just buy houses and that ended up becoming a mess i worked for a mortgage bank when i was 17 and 18 and i would lie about my age because i was so young doing like mortgages and doing loans i was a junior loan officer so so i've, I've been working since i was young i worked for bank of america merrill lynch different types of companies that i that i worked in um so i was always involved in the professional atmosphere of, of work um even before i got into ministry um so for me when, when i got into ministry 
it was a culture clash within my own principles. Okay, let me explain that. A man should work, yes. Mm -hmm. A man should provide, yes. And, you know, for me, it was hard being full-time knowing that there was people that were working. Uh, 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 and obviously, no, you know, <laughs> ministry ministry is not easy. Mm. You know, when you say full-time, it's a step of faith. But, it, uh, dude, I work over 40 hours a week in the stuff that I do for the, right. my teachings and my preachings and everything. It's, it's, and you know this for a fact. Right. You know, it's not it's not easy. So, so it's not like I'm just, like, scratching my belly button waiting to see, mm. oh, well, the Lord will come up with something when I step in the pulpit. There's no way. No right, way right, right. Or when I teach a class, well, let's see what comes out. No, 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 not at all. So it, it is work. But for me, it was it was hard for my principles as Andrew, as a man, you know. I need to have a job. I need to make this amount of money. I need to make this, it was like the comfortable and even more comfortable you know now you don't really control that when you're in the ministry man right you know, you're living by faith and you're living with and god's been more than gracious i dare never to be unthankful god's been so good to me financially and in every way god's provided for me in ways that oh my goodness so i'm not being ungrateful but what i am saying is that it was it was a it was a tough transition and um you know even even to now right now as of recent as of this year no as of oh, june no 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 april of this year i went full time april of this year it took a long time for me to go full time april of this year okay um i was working for an investment firm before i i i, I became uh, full time and um, it was it was very tough because to me it was like no I need to work I need to work, um, and I, I feel like a lot a side of that was being completely transparent with the community was pride, you know I don't want anybody to point their finger and say well I pay his rent, mm. I pay his car, yeah I you know, yeah like yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want anybody to say that, you know. Um, and to this day you know like that's a pride issue man that's a hard issue you know no no no. no. I, I don't, God is the one that sustains me. God is the one that sustains the church. Mm. People's, a little controversial, but people's offerings and people's tithe don't sustain the ministry, those who stay the church. God sustains the church. God sustains the ministry. I know he uses those avenues. We need tithing and we need offering absolutely. But what I mean is that God will make a way to sustain his church, you yep. know, and his, and his yep. ministry. So um, so it was it was tough for many reasons, bro. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, I mean yeah. that was the, the question. Yeah, 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 kind of, absolutely. Yeah. So, Whenever you were working, mm -hmm. you know, you had uh, mentioned a little bit about how you did not agree with the culture at yes. the time. Okay. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked for, um, okay. So let's see. I've been in California 10 years. I moved there in 2013. Bef right before that, I was working for that architecture firm. Um, New York City is is not the most conservative place mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, there is, um, and that that firm that I worked for had a certain culture, right? Yeah. Um, now, maybe maybe uh, because it was a different type of job, the word culture wasn't so much as important as it is today. If you go on, on LinkedIn or wherever, and you try to apply to a job. One of the major pillars, right? Every job has like their mission statement and their pillars, right? They're one of the major pillars in every single one of these companies is gonna be culture. 
Mm-hmm. Now that's a big deal. Culture, culture, yep, culture. Yep. We're looking. It's a, the saying is we can teach people skills, but we can't. But we can't teach people culture. We can't teach people character. Whatever. It's like so. You know now. You know have you have all this DEI stuff. You know diversity, equity, and inclusion, and you have all these different types of of uh, learning and development types of standards and 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 ratings that you need to have. And it's dark culture. It's our culture. It's our culture. We want somebody that fits our culture. 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 It's such a trendy word nowadays, which is such a deceptive word. Yep. Because for the church, it's trying to somehow, some way make us, um, make us accepting. Not only, no, 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 the word, not the right word, accepting. No, it's make us, it's making us bow down. That's mm-hmm. a more better term. Bow down to an imposed, corrupt system. Us having the culture of Christ and the culture of the church, okay, and and, and it's making us be uh, uh, undercover Christians at work. Right? We, we talked about it. We're yeah, undercover. Yeah. Undercover. Yeah, I don't. My Bible stays in my car. <laughs> my Bible stays in my house. My church. It. I don't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. My LinkedIn. Nothing about God. Watch out. You know, and and then, you know, be careful. You have anything because and and it's crazy because now what we're seeing, social media. And, and the internet and all these forms of communication, information is just out there. Mm-hmm. Information is just out there. So it's getting harder and harder to hide who you are. And I love it. I love it because now it's getting it's to good. the point where you can't just hide who you are anymore. You yeah, got to be yeah, up yeah. there. You got to. You just got to be plain and simple. And even in that point, you have to trust and you have to believe in the Lord and that he's going to give you. Uh, I, I share with you one my pastor, my pastor's uh, pastor, Elia Limones, and he said something so powerful. He said, wherever you go, the blessing of God goes with you. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to the church and he was saying, your companies are blessed because they have you. Yeah, your bosses are blessed because they have you. Like your companies are thriving because they have you. And I believe that wholeheartedly. We were in the restaurant yeah, talking about yeah, this. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it might sound cheesy. And people say, oh, it's just a coincidence, whatever. It's fine. You're free to believe whatever you want. But, you know, I've been multiple times. You go into a restaurant, it's empty. And then I don't know where. Yeah. It just gets packed. Mm-hmm. We just, hey, man, we carry the blessing of God with us. We're, we're his yeah. children. We're the church. You know, yeah. we carry the presence of God. So um, so in this, in I'm talking too much i apologize so in this um this job in this i I worked for a a company where now recently where you know culture was huge in that especially in that market and um their culture was a culture of liberalism culture was a culture of homosexuality a culture was a culture of lgbtq plus all the letters in the alphabet and uh, you know their alphabets now i mean their, their culture was all about that and they were very open about it they uh not not necessarily inclusive but they celebrated it Okay, okay, those are two different things. Right. Okay, uh, not only celebrated it, but they were pioneering it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the church. So we are. Yeah, we are pion. Our company is pioneering inclusion. Our company is yeah. pioneering. In other words, we, we want to be the standard of what a company that has inclusion looks like. So, so we are. We are pioneering this type of, and that's a strong environment to be in. Now, I was blessed that that company was a remote. All the jobs that I've had recently have been remote, and. Um, and, and so there was a certain culture and, and, and there was a certain belief system and strong, strong liberalism, uh, strong resistance against anything that had to do with any conservative type of notes or connotations. And um, uh, I'll, I'll get in, 
go into this really quickly. Sure, um, sure. I told you that, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were really into um, astrology. Astrology, they were very into uh, what's my moon sign, what's my sun sign, what's zodiac, and all this and that. And, oh, you're like that because you're this, and you're like that because that. And you stay away from him because he's a zodiac. I don't know, I don't know the ins and outs or the details of the verbiage. I never got into it. But I remember we would have our work meetings, and then afterwards we would have, like, you know, kind of, like, moments to like kind of get to know each other in the company because the company was remote and when they would talk about they would always it would always revert back to that always revert back to like astrology and that was like their religion one of the founding members was into that and they i mean and i would to me that's witchcraft man <laughs> that's witchcraft yeah i want no no part in that none whatsoever and when those conversations would come up, I would say quiet. And they would try to involve me because obviously the purpose of the conversation was for us to get to know each other. But I'm sorry, if you want to get to know me, you can't talk to me about that because that's not part of my life. That's not part of my culture. Mm -hmm. Oh, Andrew, so how about you? Uh, guys, I'm sorry. I wasn't mean. I was a guys, I'm sorry. I, I'm not into that. I, I don't really know. Oh, well, we'll figure it out for you. We'll tell you. And someone was like reading the tarot cards or what? No, I was like, no, it's all right, guys. It, it, it's it's good. You know, I'm... I'm Andrew and I just, I know who I am. And if you give me a chance, you'll get to know me. And it doesn't matter what month I am. You don't have to avoid me because I was born in death months and you were born that month, you know, you know, all this nonsense. So, um, so slowly but surely that began to be a problem. That began to be a problem. That began to be a problem until one day we were going to have a meeting and, uh, there was a, there was a girl there that was hired and she, uh, they talked about astrology. The, the concept came up. She said, oh, yeah, well, if you guys want to get into a, into more deeper things of astrology, I could bring my tarot cards and we can, and I could be my, my goblet and I can bring this and I can bring that and I can bring my crystals. And I, and I was like, what is going on? And they all got so excited. They all got so excited. And, you know, a little parenthesis, that let me know one thing. People want the supernatural. Mm -hmm. They want the soup. They're open to the supernatural more and more and more and more. And I remember she was saying, yeah. she said, oh, yeah, well, by the way, guys, I'm a, I'm a white witch. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? Like, what is this? You know, he's, I'm a white witch. And, and I started getting, like, you know, zealous in my spirit. And I was like, man, what if in the middle of this meeting I say, oh, yeah, well, you can bring your tarot cards and you can bring your crystals and I'll bring my Bible. And we'll have a Bible study. And I'll start praying. You guys want to feel something? You guys want to see something? You guys want to conjure something? Oh, I got something. <laughs> I got something real. Mm -hmm, you know? But what? how would have they reacted to me? Or what did they said? So they noticed that I was... So they started making my job harder. Okay. They started making my job harder. They started fine-combing my job. And they started putting me under the under the microscope. Mm -hmm. And oh, Andrew... Now, by the mercy of God, I was, I was outperforming everybody else like I showed you. Right, right. And the blessing of God was there. Well, what happens is they, they, they start, oh, Andrew, then, long story short, long story short, I'm, I'm not going to get into too many details because I did sign an NDA, <laughs> so I can't talk much about that. But long story short, um, I ended up leaving that company. Um, they pretty much asked me to leave, okay? Pretty much asked me to leave. Um, and um, I left. I left. And, and, you know, once I left, a uh, couple months later, they got their round C funding, that's their investment money. And, and, uh, and I think it was two, two months later, um, the company went under. Mm. And uh, I remember, you know, all those people that, you know, were, were the, oh, I missed a point. For them to ask me to leave, it wasn't only that I wasn't participating, but I'm sure one of them looked me up. That's what I was going to go to. Right. Right? Yeah. Undercover Christians. Mm -hmm. I thank God. I thank God 
that we can't be undercover Christians anymore. As as media gets bigger, as information gets bigger and more available and more accessible. And I'm not saying this for cloud, I promise. I'm just saying it for the example. You put right. my name on Google, the first thing will come up is YouTube and yeah. it'll be a preaching. And like like you brethren have heard me preach, bro. I'm not I don't I don't hold any punches. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. I'm glad you don't. Yeah, and, I'm and glad I, you don't. And I'm not trying look, and I'm not trying to be a bully either. No, 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 right. no, no. Right, I'm right, just right, preaching right. the word and for all those that ask and all those that want to be heard and want to be understood, they're the least understanding and they're the least that want to hear, you know, it's interesting. So uh, I know somebody looked me up, you know, somebody looked me up because after that moment, that's when things started getting really hard. Well, we got to get this guy out of here. We got to get this guy out of here, you know? So, so um, when I left, I remember I didn't even feel bad. Mm. I said, praise God. Never look back. I, yep. I said, praise God. And I remember the words of Jesus the world will hate you because they hate me. That's it. That's it. Perfect you know? example. So um, I don't. I don't want the community to think that that means that we have to be enemies of the world. And no, 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 no. We we are. The, the apostle Paul says it this: way, We have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. God has reconciled the world back to Himself. Knowing the terror of God, we persuade men. Okay. So no, but the system of the world, the culture of the world, will hate us because we represent a higher culture. They represent a culture of corruption, of deceit. We represent a culture of holiness, of justice, of truth. Opposite. So. Yeah, so like they were completely open for you to come in over and, and participating in those things. Yes. But the moment you mentioned the Bible or the moment that they recognize that it's completely opposing power, like, no. We get, no. no matter how much money this guy's making no. us. And I showed you the amount of money I made. Right. I, I took right. pictures right. Right. of the of those of those uh, of those uh, uh, whatever uh, statistics because you know, and I don't want to get to that point. And again, I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk too much of that. Um, but, but yeah, 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 man. The, the the power of God so so strongly over a person's life. Where you go, the power of God goes. You left, the power of God left. That's with all of us. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. I agree. Love that, man. Mm -hmm. If so many more people would recognize that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If so many people would wake up and say, or rec just simply understand mm. what they're carrying in them with, with the Holy Ghost inside of them. Yes. With uh, the, the living God, bro. The living yes. God, the creator of all things. Mm -hmm. The one that knew us, like what you said, mm -hmm. knew us from our mother's womb. The one that gave us purpose. The one that, that, that created everything and, and, and everything for him. Yes. Is, is the one that's living inside of us, guiding us, leading us. Yeah. If they could only recognize that, but that's the God that they want to have in a box. <laughs> oh, man. That's the God that they that's want to have crazy. in a box and not tell people about. So you you walk around, people walk around, not not you, people in general. Yeah, yeah. Like people walk around, we all walk around, like we see people in pain. We see people in sickness. We mm. see people struggling in their families, their, their marriages, mm -hmm. uh, struggling personally yeah. with so many things. I mean, you yeah. go down the list. I mean, depression, anxiety, drugs, uh, everything that weighs you down. Yeah. And... And to not share the good news mm. and to not share and introduce them to Jesus and to say, hey, look, there is a better way. Yeah. There is a way out. There, there is real joy. Yeah. And, to, and, and, and the courage to keep that enclosed, it baffles me. <laughs> it's so ironic, huh? It's so yeah. ironic, the fact that we are, we have the solution. We have the antidote, right? We have the vaccine, mm. okay? Mm -hmm. Yet. Uh, let them let them stay like that. We're ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. you know, Lord, Lord, help us all. Lord, help us all. 
That, that's so profound. It, it really, truly blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, recognizing who's on our side and being able to, to carry that uh, requires courage. Yes. What you did required a high level of courage. Right. I don't know if how many people would actually take, would be willing to take a step of faith like that. Yeah. And I don't want to know how many people would be willing to expose themselves to the opposing power instead of walking away. Yeah. You know, um, it, 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 it's, it's just, I mean, it causes a lot of questions, brings a lot of curiosity. Um, yeah. man, we've gotten into so many things in our conversations, man. Uh, even, even to last night, mm-hmm. um, we, we've gotten into prophecy. Yes. We talked about that. You know, we've talked about, you know, your experience in Bible college, mm-hmm. um, you know, your experience on the road, yes. things like that. Um, we talked about breaking. Mm. And when I see a man of God and I see an anointing on their life, because you could recognize that. Yeah. You see somebody that's anointed with a high calling on their life. You know that they've been just through some kind of yes. breaking. Yes. Um, what was that process like for you? And to the extent that you're willing to share. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. The first one that I'll talk about immediately uh, was was the one that when the Lord told me to, to to preach, when the Lord told me that I was going to preach, I gave God that list of disqualifications. Like, get it? Get, you're making a mistake. That's wrong. I'm not this. I'm not this. I'm not this. The Lord told me that I was being prideful. Get, he told me, get over. I've heard that voice of God in my spirit. Get over yourself. Yeah. Stern. Yeah. Get over myself. What do you mean, get over myself? Pride. Bro, pride is something so dangerous and so deceitful because pride is something that you can't see in yourself, but everybody else can. Everybody else can. But you can't. Mm-hmm. It, it hides from you, you know? And, uh, and, and you know, I, I've, I've mentioned this phrase to you guys, and, and, and I, I, I say it with conviction. I know who Andrew is. <laughs> you know, I know Andrew. I know who I am, and I know the things that God, I need to keep on the altar. I need the things that need to stay dead. Okay, I need to stay there. Um, Leonard Ravenhill, I don't know if you've heard of him. He says this. He says, when a man is going down to the cross, you know one thing. He's never coming back. He's going to stay on that cross, you know, and, and, and that's that's what we need. We need to have that. So for me, that pride was there. And, and, and pride has been something that I've that I've had to work with throughout, throughout. And, and one of the things is when I was young, Everything I did, I mean, I was still young. <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> everything I did, I was good at. And I played soccer, and I was good at soccer. Okay. Played baseball, I was good at baseball. Everything I did, I was good. I, I excelled, okay? okay? Except math. I was not good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I, still, I still count my fingers, all right? <laughs> so, that, makes, uh, that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Ryan, there's something special. There's about a lot, you. man. <laughs> so, um, uh, so everything, everything, everything I did, I excelled. I was always good at it, you know. So I, I, you know, and you become that person, that 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 confidence, you know, you know, you you have that confidence and you have that ability and you have that knowledge. Well, it's not like that in God. It's not like that in God. In God, it's the opposite. You don't want to be good at ministry. You don't want to be good at preaching. Right. You don't right, want right, to be good right, at these right, because Goalie. if you're good at it, you're Goalie. depending on yourself. You're leaning Goalie. on your own strength. But when you're not good at it. You're not the best. What, what did God tell Israel? I didn't choose you because you guys were the mightiest nation, and because you guys were the strongest. I showed you because you guys were small and insignificant. And to this day, I thank God. I say, Lord, you looked at a small, puny man like me, mm. and, you, and, it, and it, it, out of your mercy, it, out of your grace, you were able to 
allow me this opportunity to partake in something so wonderful, something so amazing, like your word, you know? So, uh, uh, but that was me recognizing my humble state. Uh, I have a, a teacher of mine, a tremendous man of God. His name is Eli Lopez there at Christian Life Center. He says something that always impacted me, a lot of things he said. But one of the things that he said that really impacted me, he said, it's not that we are humbling ourselves in front of God. It's that we're recognizing our humble state in front of God. And that's two different things. It's not me recognizing that I'm, a, I'm the same as God, but I'm recognizing my humble state. Lord, <laughs> I'm nothing compared to you. And I recognize that I need you. I recognize that I depend on you. I recognize that without you, I'm nothing. So for me, the first breaking point was um, uh, the Lord called me to preach. Right? The Lord calls me to preach. He tells me to preach. And then... Um, uh, I get invited as a freshman to go on a preaching tour. So that means that we're going to go and travel throughout the United States. Um, the college there does that and, uh, and preach in different churches. And, um, you know, I remember that once that experience happened, days later, I get hit with, I get hit with Bell's palsy. Okay, and if you know, if you know what Bell's palsy is, it's, it's a, there's a cranial nerve in the back that it's in this bone marrow that once a certain type of virus attacks your nervous system, this nerve that's in that bone marrow gets inflammated. When it gets inflammated, the messages that your brain is sending to that nerve in order for you to move different parts of your face, they don't, they don't go through. So your face completely just like droops on one side. So when you talk, you can't really understand because you're talking with part of your mouth. It's so weird. Literally, I got hit with Bell's palsy weeks before the tour. So check this out, Brother Jay. <laughs> we start the tour. The Lord tells me that he's called me to preach. I disqualify myself, and then I start preaching. And, you know, I would preach, and people would come up to me. And it wasn't like, man, what a powerful word. Man, I don't know. No, they would say, oh, mm. poor you. What? Look at you, so young, and you can't, really, you can't even talk right. Oh, brother, we'll pray for you because we could barely understand what you were saying. Come what? on now. What? Come on, bro. And I remember that whole tour. Oh, brother, man, we'll pray so God can heal your face so you can talk better because yeah, oh, you, you can't talk right. What? I said, God, you called me to preach and you put me on this tour and then you allowed this to happen to me so people can give me pity and humbling, humbling. Humbling, breaking, breaking, bro. I threw my, I threw myself to the floor, throwing the biggest tantrums. I was the biggest little girl, man. <laughs> oh my, I'm telling you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Why me, God? What we always do? Oh, why me? Woe is me. Uh, this and that. This and that. The Lord didn't speak to me for a week. A week. I locked myself in a place, uh, crying and questioning this and questioning that and doing this and I don't know where the Lord finally at the end of the week he speaks to me and he says I must break you so the only thing that can come out of you is my glory and not your pride mm. boom I must break you so the only thing that comes out of you is my glory and not your pride in other words the work of God cannot be stained with our human stench I'm going to say that one more time. Everything that we do for God cannot be stained with our human stench. And I'll say it that way. If somebody gets offended, I apologize. I don't mean to offend anybody. But I'm just saying, 
that we recognize who we are. We're sinners. We're fallen from grace. Well, everyone has sinned, has fallen short of the glory of God. If it wasn't for the Lord's mercy and the power of regeneration through the Holy Ghost, forget it. Forget it. Nothing good. Nothing good. Paul says in Romans chapter 7, for there is a law that rules in my members. So it's for so that what I don't want to do, I do. What I don't want to do, that's what I do. Law, you know? So um, for me, that was the first one. Yeah. First one, though. Okay. <laughs> that was the first yeah. one because, oh, bro. It's a process. Oh, yeah. It's a process. And I'll tell you this. We talked about something. And if it's all right to get into this. Yeah, we man. talked about something that had to do, and it's a very important point of mine. And I, I want to read these verses uh, just to share with you guys because this was something that really blessed my life. Um, when I first met Brother Jay, uh, man, it's like we met days ago, Bro. and it feels like we've been friends for years. For a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. It's awesome. Um, he, he, Brother Jay said something very interesting. It's okay if I call you that. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. He said something very interesting. He said, and, and he's a pastor, so that's why I'm asking if it's okay for him. Um, but I, 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 he said, you know, bro, a lot of people had that started, uh, they, they've fallen to the wayside. Mm. They, they, they haven't kept the truth. They haven't kept the faith. They, they've fallen away. And um, I wanted to mention this, the time that you said this, but we didn't have time. We we're pulling into the parking lots. Right, right. But I'll tell you this. So, when I was in Bible college, there was, uh, I would listen to a lot of sermons. I still do. I, I would listen to a lot of sermons and I would listen to the elders, T.W. Right. Barnes, J.T. Pugh, um, I mean, Lee Stone King, mm. uh, Bishop Kenneth Haney. I'd listen to a lot of the elders, okay? Uh, G.A. Mangan, okay? Um, I mean, just all of these, these, these elders. And there were some Spanish ones that I would listen to, uh, Reynel Galvis and just Eliseo Duarte and other, other tremendous, mighty men of God. And I'd listen to the elders because that was a seasoned voice, mm. nothing against young voices. Right. Well, God used them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But that was a voice that would speak with experience. That was a voice that spoke. They've been through things, man. They've been through trials. They've been through the fire and haven't been burned. They went through the water and didn't drown. They're not, they're not perfect. They've made mistakes, but they've gone up again and they're still preaching and they still have that conviction. They've kept it, right? Uh, what I preached about yesterday, the Church of Philadelphia, Revelation chapter three, you have little strength left, but you've kept the truth, right? Powerful. So um, I would listen to these men. Well, one of the elders that I would listen to during that time, pretty much backslid. For an elder to backslide, bro. Mm. An elder to backslide. A man that would preach landmark and because of the times and all the biggest events that you can think of, this man would preach them. We're not talking about a young guy backsliding. No, we're talking about an elder mm -hmm. backsliding. That's huge. Yep. Man, that troubled me. Oh, my goodness. That troubled me so much because the enemy took that as an advantage and he told me if at the end of his race... Almost at the end of his race, he gave up. He didn't make it. And I'm not putting him in hell either. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. The enemy said, how do you know that you're going to make it? Mm. Oh, bro. That messed with me, bro. I'll be honest. That messed with my mind a lot. Because it was this whole idea of like, what if I'm here in Bible college doing all this? So what, for sort of five years, I'm going to backslide? So seven years, I'm going to do something stupid and just be done with it? So... And I, I, I was troubled 
I went to pray and the Lord spoke to me out of Proverbs chapter two. Okay. And Proverbs chapter two is such a tremendous proverb. I'm not going to get into the whole details of it for time being, but, um, he says, he says a couple things here. Um, Psalms, Proverbs chapter two. So he starts talking about the commandments. Uh, verse one, my son, if thou wilt receive my word and hide my commandments within thee, mm-hmm. so that yet, so that you will incline your ear unto wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. If you cry for knowledge and lift up the voice of understanding, and if you seek it as silver and search it for as, as hidden treasures, then you shall understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth and cometh knowledge out of, and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Buckler there. That word buckler, verse 7, is he is a shield. Mm-hmm. He protects those who walk in integrity. So the Lord spoke to me out of verse 7. If you store up in you sound wisdom... If you store in your heart truth, the unadulterated message of God, Mm. none of this charismatic garbage interpretations, none of this trash, none of this easy light gospel. No, 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 no. The truth, that truth that sets you free, that truth that challenges you, that truth that challenges your mindset, challenges your, your life, your, your habits, that truth. If you keep that, you hide it in you, the Lord will be a shield to you. Mm. He will be a shield to those. And then verse eight, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Mm. The Lord said, if you keep my word, if you keep my truth, don't worry about it. I'll keep you in this path. <laughs> I'll protect you. I'll keep you in integrity. I'll, you, you won't backslide. You won't fall away. You won't be, that won't be your testimony. Just keep my word. Just keep my truth. Just love the truth. Proverbs 24, 24, buy the truth and sell it not, man. A lot of people, I'm going to get into that, but it's important. It's important mm-hmm. to be able to. So that, those verses, Proverbs 2 came as a, uh, w- when somebody's drowning, they throw a life, what's it called? A um, life vest? A life, no, uh, the little circle thing that you throw in the water, um, a floating device or like, a, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, a rescue. Yeah. That was literally the rescue floaty device <laughs> that the Lord threw me when I was in that pool of deception that the enemy was dealing with me. The Lord told me, just keep the, just love the truth, fall in love with the truth and, and I'll be your shield. Oh, powerful, bro. Mm. So, um, I forgot where we're going with that, but, um. But yeah, that, yeah, that was, that yeah, was, that was something about breaking and Oh, breaking. Yes. Yes. So breaking. So I talked to Pastor Nathaniel Haney during that time. And I told him, I said, Hey, look, look at the story of this elder, isn't that? And he said, Andrew, one thing that will keep you is always being broken in the presence of God. Mm. Always being broken in the presence of God. I don't run away from brokenness. I run to brokenness. My dad says it this way. Mount Moriah is my second home. Mm. what's Mount Moriah mm. Mount Moriah is where Abraham had this had the hardest yeah. moment of his life with his only son about to sacrifice it my dad says Mount Moriah is my second home I don't sit and just relax no 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 I look for moments to be broken in the presence of God they'll keep me in the right path that takes a lot of faith courage mm. And maturity. Praise God. For someone to say that, it, it, you have no idea. 
Mm. You have an idea. But I'm saying you have no idea how much it really takes to say, I want to be there. <laughs> I want to be in the breaking. And I'll tell you why. The first time I went through the breaking, and there's so many things that we can relate to. So many things that we relate to, you mm -hmm. and I, in such a short amount of time, it's <laughs> mind-blowing, bro. And I haven't even shared with you in so many different ways that I relate to your testimony and your life. Praise God. One of those is the first thing that you said about breaking was pride. Mm. That was my issue, too. Mm. Yeah. That was my issue, too. You said, you know Andrew, I know Jay. Yeah. Yeah. I know Jay. And that right there, the, the breaking was one of the beginning processes for me. Mm. Trusting in God was also in the beginning. Yeah. Trusting in God making a faith move, doing something that was going to allow me to, to be more time in the ministry. Yes. Not full time, but more time. Mm -hmm. Something that's going to allow me to be around other people. And we can get into that some other time. But along with that, further down the road, the breaking of pride was one of the ones that have marked me. Marked me in such a way where now um, I recognize it in other people and I want to help them through it. Yeah. Now it's still a continuing process. But not like it was in the beginning. Not like it was in the beginning. It's like a sculpture. Yeah. God is chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, forming something better, forming something greater for so he can use it. I can't use it like this. We got to chip away at it. So the the uh, I, I relate to that in the breaking of pride. And and I had a very, very similar experience, you know, something to do with, with, uh, with work. I'm not going to get into the details, but the sense that um, once I went through that process, the, the, the text and the phrases of scripture that continually kept repeating in my mind was when Jesus appears to Peter on the beach after the resurrection and he asked him, do you love me? Mm -hmm. We know that Peter had already denied him three times and he asked him three times, do you love me? Mm -hmm. The only thing that, can, that kept repeating in my mind, I was at work one time. We we're on break time and I'm sitting and I'm studying and I'm reading. I'm still searching. And I'm going through that process of like God really tugging on my heart, you know, continue to develop and take it to the next level. I had already been preaching. I had already, you know, uh, a little seasoned, a little seasoned. And he, he's trying to take me to the next level. And I'm going through that. I'm going through it. I'm struggling. My spirit is just tugging, bro. And I, and I felt I started to get very, very emotional in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I tried to shake it off. I tried to be strong through it. I couldn't stay still. Wow. I couldn't wow. stay still. I had to get out of my chair because everybody was on their phone. Everybody was, you know, taking a nap. Everybody, you know, um, eating her lunch, whatever. That's crazy. And man. I'm on my phone oh, and I'm like reading, reading, reading. And I start shaking. Wow. I feel the I feel the presence of God so strong. I couldn't, I wipe my face. I couldn't stay still. I get out of my chair. I go, I go to the break room. I get some mm -hmm. coffee. And I just stand in front of the water machine, the water jug, the the, yeah. the water fountain. I just stand in front of it. And, and I was praying that nobody walk up behind me because I was, I was, I was breaking down. Because the only thing that I could, that I could feel my spirit, God telling me, do you love me? Oh, oh man. Do you love me? Do you love me? Uh. Pastor, my sheep. The scripture, the scripture, the same thing that, that, that Jesus told Peter. Yeah. That's the only passage of scripture that I kept repeating over and over in my mind. Oh, man. And, and from there forward, I said, I went, I had to go to the locker room. We had a locker room where we could change in and out. And um, I could still feel it today. You know, I, I sat in that bench, bro, and I put my, my, I put my hand on my face mm -hmm. and, and I broke down and I started praying. Mm -hmm. I said, God, like, I, I couldn't stay still, bro. I was walking, pacing back and forth. It would not leave me alone. <clears throat> that frustration that we talked about. Yes. And from there forward, I said, okay, Lord, what do you want to do? Mm. Because I, this won't leave me alone. What do, you, what do you want me to do? So the breaking point of that, walking in the obedience of that. So my point was, the fact that you know the breaking 
And then later on, I knew that it was going to come again. Yeah. And I said, Lord, I know you're going to do it again. And then I started fearing the breaking. Mm. I started okay. fearing the breaking. I started saying like, Lord, I know it's coming. And then I, tr- I dared try to dodge it, knowing that still God was still going to yeah. do something. Oh, yeah. I tried to avoid it. I tried to dodge it after that. And um, that's why I say that, man, I can, I can relate to a lot of uh, what you're saying, your, your, your testimony, your experience. So um, the, the courage that it takes to say, like, I know it's coming again and I'm willing to do it again. Mm. You know, um, I, I think many of us have wrestled with that. Yeah. And, and it requires a lot of faith, uh, trusting in God, obedience. And it's a constant battle. Mm. It's a constant battle. I thought that I was going to go through the breaking one time and I'm good. Mm. I really did think that early on, early on, very young. But then later I recognized, I was like, oh, man, here we go again. Here we go again. And one of the things that Paul says, man, is like, I am, I am the least of the apostles. Mm. I am the least of the apostles because I persecuted the church. Mm. You know, we're talking about 1 Corinthians yes. uh, uh, 15. You know, yes. like I hadn't been looking at that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of this. And it's just constantly reminding yourself of that. Um, man, that, that has, that has, um, really build my relationship with God, the constant breaking. Now, now I can say that, Lord, if you're going to go through that, I could, I, better yet, I can recognize when God is wanting to yeah. do something mm-hmm. and wanting to do something now in my family, my marriage, um, in the church. Man, like the, the sensitivity that grew from that breaking yes. to the yes. spirit, yes. like now I'm not afraid of it. It's like, worth it, man. Now I know God wants to do something. Oh, that's amazing, bro. That's so awesome. Uh, I'll share one experience. I just sure. felt like sharing yeah. it. I share many experiences, it. whatever you want. <laughs> I was uh, uh, I was already ministering, and um, I had never been uh, criticized for any sermons that I've preached. <laughs> that's how that's how new I was, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm still new. I'm just saying, like I hadn't been to that point. And um, I remember uh, I started getting attacked by by supposed friends of mine undercover right and they'll tell you hey andrew we're with you man don't worry about it i know people are talking about you this and that but behind my back they were just mm-hmm. talking bad about me you know and they were in the ministry and you know, whatever long story short that really hurt me it hurt me a lot and that was also a moment of breaking because it was like man like who can i trust or who really, who really is there for me like who, who's you know so it was a very and, and you know breaking is vulnerability and uh, uh i don't know if can relate to this but i don't like being vulnerable mm-hmm. andrew doesn't like being vulnerable andrew likes to be strong okay andrew isn't a wimp right <laughs> andrew's a man you know <laughs> andrew's strong you know it's not like like the hulk hulk hungry you know <laughs> but you know andrew andrew you know and i understood that in god true strength is vulnerability that's that's in god you know, in us, true strength is I don't need anybody. I don't need anything. You don't want to be my friend. Well, I don't care. I don't need mm-hmm. you. That, that's, that's pride. That's, that's human. Mm-hmm. But with God, true strength is like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know where to take from here, but I'm coming to you. Mm-hmm. That's just, I remember that I was praying. I was praying and I was, uh, I had to minister. It was my turn to minister again. And I was praying and I was like, I was so afraid, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, and it was the enemy trying to make me question the voice of God. If I would have questioned the voice of God right there, Brother Jay, mm-hmm. it would have changed the way that I preached and I would have stopped preaching. Because if I questioned, if I questioned God, then I wouldn't trust anything and I, and I wouldn't preach because I'm questioning, you know, if I, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I don't know, you know. And the Lord gives me a vision, and I want to share this vision. Mm-hmm. He gives me a vision, and I see a blacksmith, okay? I see a blacksmith, 
and I see this 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 raw piece of metal that looks like a sword. It's like a sword shape. It's like a long, and he's looking at it and he's looking at it. Look at it. And the Lord speaks to me through that vision. I'm I'm praying in the sanctuary. Looks at me. He says, uh, the Lord tells me, uh, pay attention or pay close place close attention to the to the master to the master um, blacksmith. Look at his process, and he's looking at it, and he's looking, and he's looking, and you see the the the, the blade is there, but it's kind of dull, you know. It's mm. still you know, he's looking at it, and he puts the blade down, and he gets a hammer, and he grabs the hammer, and he starts hitting that blade. And every time he would hit that blade, in that vision, it was like it was. I felt every hit in my soul. It was like oh oh, I felt mm. like those hits, those hits, and the Lord speaks to me and says, notice. Notice how the master blacksmith hits the blade hard enough to sharpen it, but not too hard to break it. And then he would grab the blade and put it in the fire. And when he would put it in the fire, he'd be like, oh, I would feel the fire. Then he'd take it out the fire and then put it in the water and the sizzling, the sizzling of the, and then again, the hitting. And I was like, oh, but then the Lord told me, I am the, I am the master blacksmith. You are my weapon. You are my instrument. Every hit that comes through your life, I determine it. Mm. I gauge it. And it's not and it's not and it's not designed to break you. It's not designed to destroy you. No, it's designed to sharpen you. It's designed to make you better, more useful in my hands. And that's what I understood. Bro, my, and immediately that immediately healed me. And one thing I want to share, if you feel something for somebody else, you want to get healed really quick. Here's the answer. Pray for them. <laughs> but pray for them. Pray blessings over them. Pray for them as if you were praying for yourself. That's helped me so much. I grabbed those names and I started saying, Lord, bless them, Lord, multiply them, Lord. And I prayed until I started weeping when I knew I meant it. But um, but I wanted to share that experience because that was something that really helped me understand. The hits that come to my life, the breaking that comes to my life is not to destroy me. God allows it to sharpen me in order to be more useful for his glory. Mm. And that's why I say, like, now whenever you see someone else, mm -hmm. you see an elder, you see yes. someone with anointing on their life, it's like, man, I know they've been through something. Oh, yeah. They've had a wrestling with God. Mm -hmm. They've had a breaking point. They've gone back and forth. Yes. Like, you you, you know they have scars. Yes. We were talking about scars yep. earlier. Yep, yep. Um, and, and you know that they have a relationship with God. And that's mm -hmm. where the anointing comes from. You know, that that establishing that back and forth with, with God, like God and really taking you in, in into the, the purpose, into his will, yes. and using a weapon, using you like a weapon. That's such a... I love your style of preaching because mm -hmm. whenever, whenever I've heard you this past weekend, in less than a week, I've heard you preach three times already. I've heard three times and some of the illustrations that the spirit puts on you on the spot, you may, you may have known them already, but, or you, you communicate them so clearly that you get the image in your head. No, well, at least I do awesome. because I, I'm very visual. They're kind of cheesy. I'll be honest. <laughs> but I'm trying to I will, do something to no, make no, no. sense of it. Not cheesy. It's important. Mm. Not cheesy. It's important Praise because God, you bro. can take something complicated and make it very understandable and break it down to where even young people can understand it. Praise God. And that's what great communicators do. They'll take something complicated that somebody can read it and be like, what is that? And graze mm -hmm. over it. But with your illustrations, you paint this beautiful picture of what it looks like in our life. And I can picture it in my head. Praise I can God. see that. Mm, yeah. One of the things that you mentioned about that was the, the 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 fact how how people that are controlled by worldly pleasures yes are paying their way into hell. Yes, yes, yes. I yes, want to yes. get into that because Absolutely. you painted such a beautiful picture about that. And the one thing that came to my mind 
was the word layway. Bro, I I, I wish you would have. I wish I would have had a walkie-talkie in my ear. <laughs> so you could tell me. I, you came by. You came by where I was sitting. Yeah, where yeah. I was sitting, and I almost said, "It's on layway." Oh, I almost told you, but I didn't want to interrupt you. I didn't want to. I would have stopped. Like, yes, it's on layway. I, no, I that did, was awesome. That was awesome. I didn't. I did not want the, to interrupt the spirit or whatever God was doing yeah. in that moment. I was like, "No, nah, we'll talk later." Yeah, yeah. But uh, but the picture of like going and making a down payment for a product or for something, mm -hmm. you're paying and you're making payments into that mm -hmm. that pain is such a vivid picture along with so many other things that we could probably get into yeah but that pain is such a a real picture mm -hmm. and i know not not only for me because people saw that yes people saw that and i i can tell that they saw it in their in their head in their imagination because the way that they reacted yes. the faces that i saw in some of those young people wow. when you said that it, it changed wow. and and that was one of the many things that that really change the, the 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 momentum and the the environment of mm -hmm. that in people's heart yeah yeah the spirit yeah. was there from the beginning oh yeah but in, in people's heart yeah. they're like whoa yeah like we're we're making payments yeah it's a moment of revelation hell yeah bro talk about that yeah 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 uh, the first thing i'll say bro is that I'm, that was the lord i'm not that smart <laughs> i'll be completely honest bro I, I i'll use that jeff arnold quote but i'm not that smart and i really am not bro like the, the it i pray say lord please help me and, and this is something that one of my burdens one of my pet peeves as a teacher and as a preacher is lord please help me let me help me communicate effectively Okay, and let it be understandable for people. Let them understand what I'm saying. Don't let them just leave here by saying, oh, that guy screams a lot and his hair gets crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> I want them to know, man, I understood this, 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 and this, because that's the point. I mean, that's yeah. what's going to bring change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, uh, what I said was hell isn't free and hell isn't cheap. Right. Okay. Hell right. isn't cheap. Uh, anybody that goes to hell pays their way to hell. Okay. They pay their way to there. And I, I, I used Disneyland as an example of Disney World. I say, yeah, man, this is like expensive, man. Nobody, you know, you don't just go to a theme park by mistake. You just don't you just waltz in there. No, 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 no. You pay your, you pay your price to go in there. Though the Bible says that the wages of sin, the payment of sin is death. Jesus said hell enlarges itself because hell wasn't created for humans, for us. It's created for, you know, uh, Satan and all the other uh, spiritual beings that, that rebelled. So when, when, when you have this concept of hell and this idea of it not being necessarily something that is, um, that is not something that is, that is, that is meant for you, but that you're paying your way into hell right because yeah the wages of sin is death the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life now you see the opposite of what it is like the gift of god so you know I, i i i use that example to let those young people understand and know the fact that like the the things that we do the things that we think the things that we say everything every action has a consequence and every action has a payment the book of revelation ends this way he's saying i am coming back to pay each one according to their deeds yeah. Yeah. to pay each one according to their deeds so um there is a payment and there is a reward and um the reward that we have is not something that we can earn i can't pay my way to heaven no 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 that's the gift of god But oh man, I, I, you can pay your way to hell. Yeah, we were on the same page that night. We we're on the same page because what was in my spirit, I said you can't, you can't work hard enough mm -hmm. 
to get yourself into heaven. Yes, yes. And you, you can have the entire scripture memorized mm -hmm. from front to back, and it still won't get you into nope. heaven. It, it, for 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 the women, and you can have your skirt from here dragging on the floor from here to however long, and it won't get you into heaven. Yep. The the you can do all these things, and it won't. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do that will get you in. It's yes. only by His blood. Yes. And we were on the same page. And and whenever you said that, man, I felt, I felt, I felt this joy, bro. I felt this Praise this God. joy that was that I could not explain. Mm. A joy that I have felt not felt in a very very long time mm. at that level, at that level. When I went to bed Sunday night. Sunday night, you had already preached uh, at the church. We okay. had the privilege of having you there. Um, and I told my wife, um, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I have this this joy. And I was telling the church last yeah. night, very, very briefly. I was like, there's this joy that I cannot explain. Like, you have no idea what I'm feeling right now. Like, I, I have this joy. And the Astros lost that day. My team, my, I would, nor, on a normal day, on a normal day, I would have I been upset. Yeah. You know, we just missed out the World Series. Man. But I had this joy mm. in my heart that, man, I probably fell asleep with a smile on my face. Praise God. You know, like, it was, like, probably 2 in the morning mm. by the time we made it to bed. And it was just such a feeling, just full, 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 full. Um, and I felt the same way. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I felt the same no, no, way, you good. I felt the same way. I felt like God gave me a gift that day that no money can buy. Yeah. Relationships like these, connections like these, man. I mean that with the bottom, from the bottom of my heart. The Lord knows my witness. Relationships like these are so valuable, so valuable. Um, we need each other, man. We need people that are going to put themselves to the side and just love God, love his word, and love the kingdom. But go ahead. I don't need to No, no, no. And it almost felt almost guilty, mm. almost in a way, man. I was like, man, we're we're drawing so much from Brother Andrew. Like, I almost feel bad. I'm going I'm to... I'm going to let him rest. I'm going to let him, no, no, you know, no, no, uh, do his bro. thing. I don't know if he had other plans for the weekend. I don't know if he had other plans while he's here in town. And and it just kind of happened very spontaneously. But the Lord knows. I remember I told the Lord you. Knows. I, I, I didn't. Something told me, don't let anybody know you're going. Just go. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I, don't, I, I guess I won't have anything. I don't know. But look, look at how yeah, things yeah, happen. Yeah. You know? and, I, and, and if you don't mind me sharing, you Ooh, know, no, what we absolutely. talked about last night, um, the fact that um, you didn't have anything scheduled like you plan to be here, but you didn't have anything scheduled for Sunday. Like no. Sunday, Sunday. Like this is everybody goes to church on for Sunday. An evangelist, right? That's a big deal. <laughs> I mean, I know. I've been around long enough to know. Like typically, an evangelist is out of town. Like he's gonna have something for Sunday. Yeah. Midweek, I don't know. Maybe. You know, weekend possibly. Yeah. But Sunday, like right. you, you're booked. Yes. So I came up to him and I asked you. I was like, "Bro, are you gonna be anywhere tomorrow?" And I, I really thought you were gonna be where we're yes. preaching uh, this weekend. I really thought you were gonna be there Sunday, but you said, "No, I'm good." You know, um, I don't have anything. So we didn't get the chance to talk in that very moment, yeah. but later on, um, the opportunity came up to to bring you over, um, and it wasn't the intention. I won't be completely honest with you, bro. Okay. The intention was n that was not it. Okay. I wanted to talk to you. Okay. I just wanted to like yes. hey get to know you. Hey, where are you from? Yeah. And the fact that the opportunity came up, like I felt in my spirit, it was right, because a lot of the things that you shared mm -hmm. on Saturday. From the very opening comment, I was scheduled to preach Sunday. Okay. I was, I, I was ready to go. And the, the opening remarks that you shared, and you talked about Ephesians. Yes. And you talked about living and existing. Mm -hmm. That was yes. my very introduction to that sermon. Wow. 
Yeah. Remember you told me that. That's that powerful, was a man. very introduction to my sermon. Living, I wasn't going to say existing. I'll be completely transparent. That was not the word that I was going to use. Okay. I was just simply living. Okay. Uh, basically living, but uh, um, but just being there. Okay. With no purpose, with no, right. Right, no direction. So the fact that you said um, existing and living, that painted a perfect picture in my head. I was like, okay, that's the difference. Yes. So that was a, a sense of confirmation for me. So then whenever we brought you over and and then we we scheduled all the logistics and we got everything going and we got everything set, I felt something in my spirit in that moment. I mm -hmm. told you last night. And I, I and I asked my wife, I said, look, like, he's got nowhere to be on Sunday. Mm. He's got nowhere to be. He's not scheduled for anything. And I was like, okay. Like, is it okay if, you know, we extend the invitation, you know, over to him so he can, so he can come and be with us? And I felt in my spirit, I felt God in my spirit in that very moment say, no, no, that's for y'all. That was for y'all. Yeah. yeah. And, the sh and the word that you shared was so timely, so timely. And I know that we can whip that around a lot, timely. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when I say very strongly, it was on time word that the church needed. I needed personally. Yes. My family needed personally. Uh, the ministry team needed personally. Yes. Um, and like we mentioned, like you know the pulse of the church when you're when you're there, when yeah, your heart absolutely. is in it. And and I know that our, our senior pastor, Pastor Jimenez, yes. felt it as well. Praise God, man. Um and what and what you shared was on time by Praise God, God. You know, through you as a vessel, by God was on time. And it has been a gradual buildup. Mm. It's been a gradual, gradual buildup through the series of Death of Life that we've been doing. And yes. it's been powerful, bro. The chipping away. I've seen it mm. week after week, week after week, mm. week after week. I've seen this chipping away. And yesterday I, I mentioned that it's at the brim. It, yes. it was getting ready to overflow. And then last night was just the tipping point, you know. And and I know that God's doing something in people's heart. I believe and, it. And God's doing something in um, yes, He is in people's families, yes, in, He in is marriages and in, in the church in itself. Like you can see it in their faces. Yes, you can see it in their faces. And I'm, I've just been so grateful, bro, by by your presence, Praise by God. the inspiration, the value that you've provided to us in such amount of short amount of time. And that's why I said I felt guilty, man, because no, 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 you know no, we no. kept, you know, we put you away, and and uh, we're doing this. Yeah, you know, we're, we're uh, recording here today, and um, man, I'm just grateful. No, 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 I, I, man. Words cannot describe honestly, and and I want to say something really quick about sure, that. Sure, you got uh, time. You got time. You know, it, it's a little bit. It's a little bit unorthodox. I think that's the word I'd say. Say it unorthodox for a, 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 an evangelist to be out somewhere, uh, scheduled to minister, you know, whatever event, and then not have anything in certain days. You know, um, I'll be very careful what I'm about to say, and um, I, I do mean this. And I am not saying it because I'm better than anybody else or because I know more. No, uh, it's probably or most likely because I'm more carnal than everybody else. <laughs> but I'll tell you this much, you know, I, 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 what I told you guys yesterday, I pray against invitations because I know that I'm not needed everywhere. I know that God, according to Romans chapter seven, uh, ch chapter 12, he has disposed of the body in a certain way. We are all useful. We all have different ministries. We all have different capacities, different faculties that God is going to use in different areas and different places. There's places that they don't need the ministry that God has given me. They need somebody else to be there and, and, and God connects those. So, you know, where I go, I want it to be a God thing. I want to be a God connection. I don't, I don't, I, the Lord is my witness. I have never called somebody and said, hey, I'm in the area. You know, how about uh, you share the pulpit? <laughs> like, no, I, I've, I've, that I've never, never, never done that. And again, you know, it's 
it's go back to the whole full time. Yeah. You know, going full time, you live off of this. Yeah. You know, I try to say so, but I want to remove the human aspect and look again, I'm not saying this to, I'm, I'm not going to name drop either, Right. but I've preached for a lot of people here in Houston, man. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people here, not only from the EPCI, from three other organizations. Okay. So I could have, I could have called somebody. Mm -hmm. I could have connected. Mm -hmm. I could have posted on my Facebook mm. here in Houston. I could have done, I don't. If you notice on my Facebook, what I have is once I leave, I'll say the airport that I was in. And then people will say, hey, bro, were you in Dallas? Hey, brother, were you in San Diego? Hey, bro, were you in Phoenix? Mm. Oh, I left though. You know, was. I, I was, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that probably. And I don't talk about what happened. I'll just give a point or a mm -hmm. thought that I have, whatever. I don't post things on Facebook. I, I don't do that. And, you know, again, oh, look, brother, Andrew thinks he's dead. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm just more carnal than everybody else. And I just want to keep myself accountable to God. But I want God to make those divine connections. And because I allowed God to make those divine connections, I am rejoicing and I am being so blessed to have friendships like this. Yeah. Because if I yeah. would have looked for the big church, mm. come on, evangelists, mm. if I would have looked for that big check, mm. if I would have looked for, the, for, that, for, that, for that church, wow, who pays good? Uh, let me call him. And again, man, I don't want to, for the community, I don't want to think that I'm a jerk, man. I'm not, I promise. Get to know me. <laughs> no, but, but what I mean is like, it's like when it's a God thing, bro, bro, yeah, money yeah. can, ain't no money can pay my relationship with you guys or my connection with you, brother Jay. There's that no part, money. man. That There's part. No money to, no price tag. No, man. And, and, and me not having a schedule and me not having something, me coming here to Houston and me, the Lord opening the door for me to be here for the week by faith. I said, Lord, it's going to be you. And I didn't know where I was going to preach until the next, that Sunday morning, because Armando, brother Armando tells me, he's like, uh, do you have anybody that you can call? And I'm like, number one, I'm not going to call them. And number two, it's midnight, <laughs> Saturday midnight. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to call. I told, him, I told him this. I said, look, bro, it's all right. I'll go to church. Oh, but you preached yesterday. I don't have to preach. I'll go and listen to the pastor. Mm -hmm. Hey, why not? Yeah, yeah. And that was, bro, brother Jake, God is my witness. That was my plan. Not, not even, that was my plan. I said, if no, if there's Lord, then do you want me to do you want me to listen to your word? Sure. So, you know, that that's important. I want the ministry that God has allowed me to partake for Him to have the control of where I go and where I don't go. That's what I mean by I pray against invitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I love that about you, man. I, I love that because first of all, it requires vulnerability to even share that. Yes. To say, yes. I, I know who I am. Yes. I know I know yes. Andrew in the flesh. Yes. And um. And to say, I don't want to be anywhere unless God calls me to go there. Man, like one of the things, you want to talk about things that we can relate to? Mm -hmm. Like, bro, that's been my prayer for such a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, God, don't send me. I mean, no, not don't send me, but don't put me in the places you want me to be. Send me in the places you want me to be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I am not going to call anybody to try to take their boat with that Sunday. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. Never have. Yeah. And I, I, I don't plan to. And when you said that, bro, um, I had never heard anybody else share it. Praise God, man. I had never heard anybody share that. I was like, oh, man, this dude, he's a real deal, man. No, I'm just, honestly, bro, I, I just, I, I just want to be accountable to God. The fact that you know, bro, the fact that you know and and that you need that um, conviction, that guardrail yes. around you, yes. that takes awareness. Yeah. That yeah. takes a yeah. lot of awareness I that I wish that that other people can learn from. And I want the, the community, somebody... Uh, 
whoever's listening to this, inspired by this conversation, man, increase your awareness of yes. yourself. Yes. What are you capable of? What are you willing to do? Where's your heart? Check your heart. You know, ask, ask like David, man, like search me, oh God, mm, mm. you know, search me, ask for that breaking. And that's courage. That's a dangerous prayer to ask for that breaking. But if you really, truly want to walk in, in a, in a God honoring way, inspiring other people, impacting other people, but honoring God through the entire process, you got to ask for that breaking. If we ever do another episode, we should do that because there's so much that we need to talk about having self understanding. Yes. You need to be, uh, I, I can't find the word right now, but you need to know who you are mm-hmm. and stop putting on a facade. Mm-hmm. Okay, you walk around NYC with this face, you walk around general conferences, you walk around churches, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Yeah, yeah. You need to be real with who you are. Mm-hmm. That's so much I can say about that, so much, because sure. it's been my journey in the breaking and in the pride. Yeah, you, said, you said real. And by the way, like there's no time limit. This is oh, no. yeah, what yeah. I, I want to be respectful of your time. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, nobody can cancel this. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got you. I got so, you. <laughs> you can't cancel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, when you said real, bro, there uh, a couple years back, maybe about two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. God woke me up in the middle of the night mm. and gave me an acronym for the word real. Okay. Relevant, effective, approachable, and loving. Ooh, I like that. And I, and I shared that with... Um, a youth workshop the very, very first time. Mm-hmm. It was very, very briefly. And I shared a little more in in a previous podcast. So people can go back and find it. But relevant, effective, approachable, and loving. Now, that applies to so many things. It can What's apply the last one? I'm sorry. Loving. And really good. you, you, you want to be real with people? Try to dodge one of those things and you won't be real. You you can't oh, no, you no. can't be real without being approachable. Like somebody that's not approachable, it's like bro. It's like people need your experience. People need your story. People need the things that you've learned. People need the 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 impacting things that God has done in your life. And if you're not approachable, you're walking around with this face like like bro. Like I heard somebody say it like this, and I want to give him credit for it. And I don't remember who said it. Okay. You know, we talk about God's love. You know, we talk about, the, oh, the, the, the joy of the Lord is in me. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, take it out of your heart. Put it on your face. <laughs> put it, <laughs> put it good. on your face. Walk around. Show it. Show it, That's you good. know. And, and, and relevant. Like, you, I've seen so many people take the, take the text and do something with it to sound professional, to yes. sound important, to sound exciting. To each their own, bro. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. here to judge anybody. Yeah. But when you're relevant, when you understand what people are going through, mm-hmm. And you have the sensitivity in the spirit and, you, and you're relevant to them. You speak into their life. God allows uh, uh, to, God will use you yes. as a tool, as a vessel, as a weapon to be able to get, speak to their heart and to their mind when you're relevant to them. Yes. You know, and I'm not going to go into the entire thing, but I just wanted to share that because you said be real. Yeah. You know, relevant, effective. That's so good. Approachable man. and loving. That's so good. You know, try, try to live like a Christian without yeah. loving people. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't. There's no way. Try being a minister or a preacher or being anywhere in ministry without loving people. This is for them. It's for them. And loving all people. All people. Not just the That's ones it. that have the high class mm. or the money mm. or the last names. or Because we're, we, we're, we're real approachable with the right people. Mm. That's what James talks about. James says, don't just, don't just sit the poor people in the back and the rich in the front. Yeah, I'm like, man, let's not get into that because I'm going to get canceled right away. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah. In, in the middle of the night, bro, God put that in my heart. I woke up my oh, wife. Awful. I'll never do that. I, I rarely do that. Yeah. Hardly ever. I think that's probably the only one and only time that yeah. I, 
It's like, hey, it's like, this is what I just put in my heart. It's like, I got to put that on a shirt or something. I don't know, oh, you know, but. Oh, it's man, powerful. I loved it. That. Loved it. One of the one of the other things that you said, bro, that painted such a clear picture in my head mm-hmm. was the church, the inside of the church, mm-hmm. not physical form, not, not not the stage. I'm not talking about the aesthetics of the church, but the people having the world image in the church. The world is sick of the world. Yes. That's what you, that's what you mentioned. Yes. Bro, expand on that. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the phrasing was uh, kind of like this. Uh, the church needs to be in the world, mm-hmm. but the world can never be in the church. The church needs to be in the world, but the, the world can never be in the church. And I feel like that's the major challenge that the church is, is dealing with today. Um, we need to be here because we are the system that God uses, right? I, I talked about the system and going really quick, touching on Ephesians 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 1 and 2 talk, talks about an influence. It talks about a power. I can't remember exactly the word in English right now, but it talks about a... Um, yeah, yeah, like an operation. There it is, an operation, right? Ephesians chapter 1 talks about the power of God operating within mm-hmm. us. And then it talks, Ephesians chapter 2 talks about the operation of the enemy in the children of disobedience. So there's operations, and the enemy operates in the children of disobedience through his system. His system is the world, okay? But God operates through his system for deliverance, power, victory through his church. That's the church is God's system, which means then that as far as God is from the devil, the church has to be from the world when it comes to what we represent, who we are, what we say, what we do, what we act. And then, you know, a bigger theme or a more deeper theme is not only the building, Mm -hmm. not only the pews, not only the instruments, not only the decorations, but man, Mm -hmm. dude, not only the decorations on the building, but the decorations on this temple. Yeah. I was telling the young people, it's not your body anymore so you can do whatever you want. It's not your body so you can dress however you want. It's not your body so you can think whatever you want. It's not your body so you can act however you want. No, no, no. That's God's temple now. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. dress God's temple correctly, adequately. You, Whatever you entertain in your mind. I, I, the example I gave in the church, right? Yeah, what, yeah. If we, what, what if in the speakers, right now we played some Bad Bunny? Mm. Or Taylor Swift, or whatever people are listening to today. Mm-hmm. What would happen if in this youth service you start playing that? And they remember the, the response? They all like looking at me like, what is Bro, this? Bro, I saw uh, people turn and look at the speakers. <laughs> You want to talk about painting a picture in their head? They yeah, turned and looked at the speakers. Yeah, like, what would what would the reaction be yeah, yeah. if at NAYC we played some some Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. huh? Oh, NAYC is in the stadium, but at, at your local church, oh, would be like, oh, why? And Lord have mercy, why is this being played here? It's the wrong scene it's the wrong environment well if you're not going to play it in the temple why are you playing it in your ears Mm. you are the church you are now the temple Mm. of the holy spirit yeah it's not your body so you can do whatever you want yeah yeah Uh, there's a political point i want to get into so bad but i'm not going to get into it and i probably you guys think what it is you know what it is so it's important for us to be able to understand those differences and those and those 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 items oh i'm sorry i derailed from your question your original question was Man, this happens when we talk, bro. Right? See, that's <laughs> that's fault, why. <laughs> I'll take the blame inspired, for it. I'll bro. take the blame for it, man. Like, no, no, but no. but this is this is the type of conversation that we've had since the moment we met. Bro, since the moment we I met, I stepped into your truck. Boom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and we we just kept going back and forth and just kind of playing 
you know, a little tennis with the word mm-hmm. and, and going back and forth with experiences. Yes. Um, man, just, it, it's so, so inspiring. And I'll tell you what, and I, and I mentioned to you, I mentioned this to you the other night. Um, my wife and I have been praying for, for, for relationships and for people um, that were at a high level, mm. that were at a high level, if, if it's okay saying it that way, mm-hmm. just for simplicity, um, at a high level that, that we could, that we had things in, in, in relation or that we had um, things that were relevant, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to, to us. And we're praying for, for people that were well-seasoned, you know, in, in our age group. Um, we've been very, very tremendously blessed with amazing people in the church. Yes. Um, p- different people with different backgrounds, different cultures. And, um, you know, having a relationship in, in the church family is yeah. a great thing. It's a great thing. But on a personal level, you know, you, these are the people you're pouring out to. Yes. You're pouring out to. And sometimes it's okay to be poured into by someone outside. Right. right. Absolutely. And and, and Absolutely. for a long time. And I love my pastor. Yes. You know, we, we get to talk. We get to share things. Um, but even then, at that point, like sometimes bringing in a relationship outside yes. or bringing people from, from somewhere else and just having these divine connections like that to pour into your life. And that's why I say, man, um, I, I think you were part of that answer prayer. Oh, praise God, man. Because I, 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 and vice versa, 100%. I wouldn't say high level because I'm, I'm nobody. I would say dedication. Okay. People that are more dedicated than yeah. others. Because for some, this is part-time. For us, this is our life, bro. Yeah. Not very many people would have accepted the invitation that you did mm. to do this right here. Yeah. yeah. Because I, people, and it people are busy. Me. It surprises me, to be honest. People are busy. And and I understand that's great, but the the passion that you not only preach with, mm-hmm. the passion that you conversate with, like last night we're sitting at the table we're having dinner, mm-hmm. um, we weren't even recording, yeah, bro. And some of the things that you were sharing, and you could just see it in your face, the the, the passion, the 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 conviction, um, man, that just the desire, the burning flame inside of you, mm. just it's transparent. Praise God, and it's. Transparent and contagious. Amazing. Contagious. Bro, put 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 a put anything else next to a fire, it's gonna uh, it's, spread. It's gonna catch on. Fan it. Forget mm. it. Praise God, bro. And and the, the fire that's inside you, man, I love it. And then the best part, not only was I've I've been inspired by this time, but our ministry team, the people that have access that have had access in, uh, to you well, along with me um, and the church in general. And I, I'm just so, so grateful for it, man. And I, and I really appreciate the time that you've uh, put out to do this uh, and to be with us. And, and I feel, I feel, I truly feel my spirit that is going to be a relationship that we're going to have for a very long time. Amen. Amen. I, I thank agree. you for that. I agree hundred percent. No. And I, and I thank God for it, bro. I really do. Like I just to reiterate, no money in the world can buy this. Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody in the world can buy this. Bro, yeah. thank you for spending time with us. And um, again, man, thank you for um, going out of your way. Yeah. Going out of your way no, and, no, and no, caring no the way you do, sharing the resources that have inspired and, and built into your life and sharing that with me. Um, that has no monetary value. Mm. Uh, and what that's going to do going forward for the kingdom, bro, it's priceless. 
I, I want to say one last sure. thing, Brother Jack. Yeah. I just felt yeah. it in my spirit earlier, and it's not leaving me right now. And it's for somebody that's listening to me. I don't, I don't know who you are. You might know who, might not know who I am, but I feel this strongly in my spirit. You know, there's people that are going to be listening to this that have been visited by curiosities in the spirit. That the Lord has been tugging at your heart. You've been having dreams. You've been having visions. You've been feeling things, and you're trying to excuse it. You're trying to find a natural answer for it like Moses did. This is just another thunderstorm. This is just another bush on that's burning. But if you entertain that curiosity, if you entertain that sermon that you heard that it just spoke to you in a different way, if you entertain that, you've, what you felt, what you've been feeling in prayer, you've been feeling when you were in a fast or... God is speaking to you about something so powerful, so profound, and you're trying to excuse it, or you're trying to find a way to make it as it's just a coincidence. I pray, I pray to God that you will feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm praying that you will feel uncomfortable until you answer that curiosity in the spirit, that you will feel so burdened and you will feel so, that's a strong word, but almost miserable until you answer. You know why? Because the body needs your ministry. The body needs your preaching. The body needs your music. Somebody that's here, God's been putting in your heart to write music and you're feeling a slow self-esteem or whatever. Oh, I wouldn't be with that good. No, 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 no. We need the gift of God that's inside of you. We need the things that God has put in you. Those sermons that are in you, we need them. We need more preachers. We need more singers. We need more pastors. We need the, we, it's not enough. Mm. We don't have enough. So I pray to God right now that he will stir you up, that this conversation, this podcast with Brother Jay will stir you up so you will know right now, if you wanted, if you wanted a confirmation, this is it. It's not a coincidence. God's talking to you. God's calling you to a deeper call. God's calling you to a deeper thing. In Jesus' name. Bro, if, if, thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And for being obedient to that. Yeah. If you don't mind, can we pray for those people? Yeah, absolutely. We'll pray for them right now. Well, like if, if they're feeling something in their in their heart, something's been tugging at them and they've been questioning it. Yes. They've been walking away from it. They've been dodging it. Can we pray for strength yes. for them right now? Yes. So, so they can step into what God has really called them to do. Yes. I, I'll start and then you want, if you want to finish it off with a prayer. Bro. Okay. Lead. Let's Go do it. Lord God, we love you today and we thank you for this opportunity, for this sovereign moment, Lord God, where you are ministering through us, us lowly vessels, Lord God, that have been willing to be put in your hands so you can do your work right now. I pray for those, Lord Jesus Christ, that have been feeling that tug in their spirit, for those, Lord God, that have been feeling that call to deeper waters, Lord God. I pray that you will give them, Lord Jesus Christ, the courage, that you will give them the strength, Lord God, that you would open their eyes and their spirit so they can see beyond their flesh, beyond, Lord Jesus Christ, the financial uh, hurdle, behind, oh, beyond, Lord Jesus Christ, that situation that they think that if they don't do that, that everything's going to come to not. Lord, oh, Lord God, I pray that their trust in you will go and rise, Lord Jesus, so they can make that step, so they can take that step of faith, because, Lord, we need their ministry. We need, Lord God. 
God, for more of us to be dedicated and given over to your word. You are wanting to do a work in this city, in Houston, in this world, Lord God. But you're looking for laborers. Yes. You're looking for laborers, Lord God, and you're calling. You're calling those that you have chosen. You're calling those that you have parted from the miry clay, those that you have set their feet to stay, Lord God, those that you have filled with your spirit and with your wisdom, not for us just to speak in tongues in church and to dance in church, but to us, Lord God, to be a functioning parts of the body. Lord, I pray right now, courage for those that are listening to me. I rebuke the the voice of hell. I rebuke low self-esteem. I rebuke that voice that's trying to make you disqualify yourself from what God is wanting to do. It's not about you. It's about God. It's about what he's trying to do in these last days. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for being part of our conversation today. In the description below, you will find links where you can connect with Brother Andrew Puentes. If you enjoyed today's podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. Also, if you would like to contribute and helping us reach others, I invite you to do so simply by leaving a good rating, a good review, or even share it on your social media. And that would mean so much to me. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. In the description below, you will find the links where we can connect. You can also visit my blog page where you can find more helpful content like this at inspiredtoinspire.org. That's inspired the number two, inspire.org. And for now, continue moving forward in the direction God is leading you. Continue taking steps closer and becoming who God has created you to be so you can be impactful in every area of your life. God bless, and we'll see you on the next one.